coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California. I'm Karen. I'm Katie. I'm Anne. And this is the Strings Unraveled podcast. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <clears throat> Happy 2024. Yeah, can you believe it? I think it's like Star Trek movies. The odd ones kind of suck. The even ones are great. Maybe. I hope. Maybe. I hope. That's, I hope a, that's so. good energy to bring into a new year. I appreciate that. <clears throat> How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, we hope you all listening out there had a nice holiday season and are enjoying your new year. Um, before we jump into what we are working on, if you're listening to this in January of 2024, um, we have new classes out right now on our website. So go check those out if you want to learn how to make something cool. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, stash swap is coming up. Um, so all the info for that is also on our website. So drop off some stash and then, or don't, you can take, um, if you come on the 20, 28th, I think I'll double check that when I'm not talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you could come and pick up some stuff or, uh, you know, it's sort of, you could drop off, you could pick up, you could do both. It's all free. So, uh, come join us for that. And I think that's all of the announcements that I can think of. So who wants to start? what are you working on karen (laughs) i knew you're gonna say me um i am casting on (laughs) for the knit i'm I'm gonna do two temperature blankets just because at least i'm gonna start two temperature blankets i'll finish one best of intention well it's pattern i kind of made up myself because i know from years of failed you know get i think i got through the first three to maybe four months of of previous temperature blankets and um, just sort of, just, you know, not epic, not epic fail, just it fell away and yeah. it wasn't motivated to And I even, one, I didn't even start in January. I'm like, I'm going to go, it can go August to July. It I can really start like anytime. That. I like, I like starting these kinds of things that are traditionally like January fresh start <clears throat> things. Like whenever you want in the year. Yeah. I want, I want it to be arbitrator. It's a arbitra- year worth. <laughs> arbitrary. Um. So I I did I am caught up to uh, January fourth. I'm caught up with the crochet because it's one row a day. Nice, right? and it's only a little more than a yard long. So we're not talking a lot. And my favorite, just easy go to stitch is the V stitch and crochet. So I have a crochet version, um, and I have the knit version that I'm casting on for. The knit version will feature the high and the low of the day, while the crochet because it is a bigger stitch would be ginormous if I did high and low. So it's mm-hmm. just the high of the yeah. day. So so the two are going to look a little different. Yeah, I like the way the V-stitch worked up in your swatch because mm-hmm. it looks yep. chevron-y. Mm-hmm. Very, it does. It's like pretty. an easy squiggle. It's like a squiggly thing. Um, now I have all these ends because I only, on my swatch, because I just did one color per line. But like I... January 2nd through 4th the high was in the same range so I have three of the same color so it you can go just in a row and cut the the yarn and just start on at the other end you can start the v-stitch looks is reversible it looks great either way do you have like a trusted weather source that you're okay to? so 
if I'm current for today, if I remember to do it today, I do like Wonderground.com. I think I can. But the history, but the history, you can't. It's not as easy to find. So I just go to Weather.com because, let's say months go by and I haven't picked this up. You know, it's a. I wanted this to be simple enough that it wouldn't be such a chore to pick up. You know, you can you can catch up as much as you feel like it or don't. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But I could go back to a year from now, from a year before now, and I could look up the hit, the high and low of every day for like the last I don't know since they've been recording weather. Mm-hmm. In any year, I could find out what the weather was like on the year that I was born. Oh, that would be <laughs> on a the fun day that I was born. Do. Yeah. That would be a great gift idea. Well, some temperature blankets are not necessarily the year of a chronicle in color of that year. It could be, you know, the the birthdays, you know, what was the month like for that family member's birthday? Now, if you have a lot of family, often we have a lot of family members that share the same birth month, (laughs) just things happen. Then you know, but you some people favor some holidays. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, shh. We're not talking about that this time. <laughs> um, and this one is done rather than one big massive blanket. It's done in four blocks. You do a, a block, and then you're going to pick up and turn along the side, or not. You can choose to sew them up later, or you can join them and go as you go. And you're going to turn and go a different direction. So that squiggly line of the crochet is going to move, you know, in different in different ways. Also, it keeps it from being um, too big a project by the end of the year. So that is what's currently in my hands. Um, then I have a couple of other things, but I don't want to dominate time because this was big. So um, no, tell us where we you're got time. Okay, yeah, I mean, we have time. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so. These colors, by we're, the way, we're the bosses. That's of right. Our time. <laughs> so I made these in well, the this temperature blanket's called 360 Days of Color. Um, did you say you're making it up? I did. I made up the pattern. Okay. I mean, I, I just I found some stitch patterns, and I calculated how big they would be so right. that I it wasn't, wasn't sure going to be were using a pattern or nope. Making I, it up as you I kind of made it up. Um, the crochet crochet takes a third less yarn <laughs> than in oh, this pattern it's an open stitch i'm like because that, it's that's open. not true and yeah. in this circumstance in this circumstance <laughs> so i also might be doing crochet so i don't have like as much yarn but i like the it's you do the slip stitch thing where you where you have this dominant it almost has a v look but it's mm-hmm. just a slip stitch and a one one cable um but again working but this the knit is a four row versus a one row so Anyway, um, so that that was that's enough for that temperature blanket. I'm gonna set that aside. Oh, and I one thing I do like is I to manage my colors and my range to remind myself what color was that because I could write the in the past years I've written the the name down of the color. Oh no, that doesn't help me know what <laughs> color it is. <laughs> and so, so a, a needle runs through it is a shop. They have an Etsy shop. And she makes all these wonderful little tools and she has this, it's about the size of like a, a bookmark and it has little, you can choose if you want the little cutouts to be hearts or circles or you know, different shapes, but you can, I've got 14 colors on here and I still have slots. I haven't filled, I don't have to fill them, but 
you write on it in Sharpie so it doesn't rinse off, but it comes off with rubbing alcohol. So yep. you can use this again and again. That's very cool. She has some very, very cool tools. It's a little cuter than the 3x5 card I've used in the past. <laughs> well, it's this one's more durable than some of the other things I've used because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, cardboard cardstock tends to not last the whole year. And then I have to, like, copy stuff out again. And and maybe that's when I lost interest. Oh, okay, hold on. I'm going to grab my other project. I have this, this shawl that I have gotten so far on, and I've been working on it for... Not even two weeks, maybe a week and a half. It's called the Artus shawl, and it uses mosaic mosaic knitting. Ooh, your colors are so pretty. And I used a kit from Primrose Yarn Co. Cute. Um, and where I let someone else curate the colors. You know, it is really nice sometimes when you have like something that has five or six colors, not to have to curate it. Yeah. It's, she, you just picked one of her kits? I just picked one of the kits. Nice. And it's got a, like a blanket feel. It is. Oh, that's cozy. It's so cozy. It's like a DK weight that's has the feel of stranded, but you're you're working one color at a time and slipping the stitches that are not the color that you're working And I have a, pro, I have a little project thing from for a uh, tool for that from Needle Runs Through It to help keep track of my my five colors. Uh, there's one other color that I haven't used yet. And it I'm not quite sure how it'll fit because it does it everything else is like blue cabiny. blue yeah. and orange and peach and then I have this pastel blue and pink. The gray is going to look gorgeous with it. Oh, and it has a charcoal gray, yeah. Yeah. That's gonna um, be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. There is one, one. It, it's this is like tessellating diamond shapes with like open spaces behind in the center of the diamond. I mean, not it's just color wise. Um, Artus shawl, A R T U S, um, and there'll be pictures. Um, but I love that. But I got look how much I d- got done. That's awesome. Yeah, that now, fun. granted, the beginning of any kind of a a a, a garters tab thing goes very quickly <laughs> <laughs> it's like but, i got 10 rows done right away five <laughs> minutes <laughs> it has the it before you get into the mosaic part it has this really cool wa- panel sections of waffle stitch which is a really fun texture with a little bit of one one stranding um that looks good with the stripes but so that i'm making and then i think i during the book club i might have talked about i smell snow does that sound familiar? Maybe. But ring our ring our bells. Is that the Gilmore <laughs> Girls yarn? Uh no, not Gilmore Girls yarn, but I but definitely a Gilmore Girls no name related name. Uh-huh. Um it, different designer. But this one is crochet. And I wish I could find my great big picture of it because, of course, that picture that, that you know, the co- the cover one that takes all the ink. I know I actually copy of it. Um, it's just a really classic. Yeah, I feel like you showed stri- us something for that. This is the with this one. I it ha- takes a st- um, it's double stranded and I I chose um, it's like two strands of fingering, but I chose a fingering and a lace weight so it has a 
it might even actually call for that come to think of it um so it has a, like the silk mohair i have that in silver and i have an undyed um fingering called hawthorn that's a nice yarn mm-hmm. it is a really nice yarn um it would if you're seeing wondering why mine looks so squiggly is because I didn't buy the skein of Hawthorne. I'm using up stash of sock planks. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was part of the texture. <laughs> but, well, uh, my slot. Let me find my slot. Some quick tools. I have it right here in my bag. Oh. Well, oh yeah. Oh, I already pulled it out. So I've got, I've got the part, the beginning part, where I didn't understand what I was doing. And then you, then you can see the part... But then I did understand because <laughs> that is a very different texture and that's why we swatch. Yeah. So it's not just for getting your stitch size. It's just a really classic Aran color, fisherman weight colored creamy sweater um, in, in crochet that has this ribby, ribbed look because it's worked from side to side. Um, but I know me in a cream sweater is baking to be spilled <laughs> upon. So I hedge my bets and... While my main yarn is cream, I, the halo is like a silver. It, it'll be color. a shield to protect the fabric. Sure, <laughs> sure. That's that's the lies we tell ourselves. <laughs> um, then, and then I have this tool that it doesn't work when you've got two yarns being held together. And I should have when I was walking around um, on my my day trip yesterday, I should have had my project on here. Have you guys seen these? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they're, cool. they're really cool. This is from L- Lemonwood. And it's like two pieces of, to, uh, I don't know, how do you describe this? Well, thing? it's a disc and like a spire. Uh-huh. And you insert the spire in the disc and then put your yarn on the spire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can walk around. It has a handle and a fancy looking uh carabiner <laughs> and uh then you can put the the armband on your wrist and walk around with walk it walk around with your knitting yay which is what i did do i did bring my crochet yesterday okay just uh didn't get much done no it's always best of ambitions when you're um out on out and about sometimes so those are the three projects nice and what are you working on um, I am working on still my three, uh, mm-hmm. what's that called? I wrote it down. Oh, is it Magnus? Magnus? Magnus. Yes. So they all grew a lot. Uh-huh. I worked, I love the one that is, um, the yarn color is called Tartan and then it's like I a, love that one. The fuzzy blue. one? Yeah. And I love that one the most. So I saw myself like diving only into it. So yeah. I made myself work on the one I like the least, which is the gotcha. green and white. Yeah. So, and then I was doing one that's self-striping um, and I worked out the challenges that one had. Mm-hmm. I think I talked about it a little bit during book club of um, figuring out how the pockets go. Mm-hmm. And um, so that the self-striping one is um, almost through the body. Um, and the green and white is all the way up to the underarms nice. and then the blue and tartan will get there too. But that, you know, I got like so much done on a family trip the first weekend in December and then, you know, December. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I didn't really touch, um, it past December 10th or something. I think that's Fair when enough. we came back, but I got like almost both of those bodies done 
upon the trip that we were on. That's awesome because it was great travel. And that's crochet. the most. That's the biggest part of your. It's the it's the most fun of that sweater though because it's just fun back and forth without uh-huh. being too long of rows. So you get a lot accomplished really swiftly. It's very satisfying, and then the rest is sleeves and the fronts and the back, which is still very fun but a little more fiddly. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not as fun to do all those other little bits and pieces. Yeah, it's very like. Um, you just feel like you're getting stuff done when you do this project because it goes really fast once you get it rolling. Um, so those are going pretty good. I am working on... Yeah, those are pretty yarn. Uh, no, not talking about that yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I am working on a ornament of an owl. Cute. Oh, I like... cross-stitched um, owl. It is from... Um, I like the back. I like the, the Aida cloth. Uh, just some good old black. Um, just cross stitch 2023 holiday special issue. They do like a collection of just ornaments every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought it several years and never made anything out of it. So I was very excited that I'm working through something. I thought I would maybe like whip up a little ornament for each of um, my kids to mm-hmm. go with their handmade gift, but that didn't happen. So here's what it should look like. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, the designer is Jesse Schofields. Um, he's on Instagram as I will be crafting. <laughs> um, and I went to check out his Instagram because a lot of these people don't have any, like they say where they're of, but no reference to like, you know, website or uh-huh. uh, social media. Um, and his design from last year's was also one of my favorites, which oh, are nice. like two deers dancing in the rain. <laughs> oh i love that so he doesn't post like a lot on instagram so that was very easy and quick to find yeah i'm like oh i i apparently generally like your design aesthetic (laughs) that's cute quick question yes so i noticed that you have a square hoop yeah and you've done square and you've done circles i don't have a preference yet i'm not sold on the square yet i know you like the square (laughs) i have tried i don't like the square I, I haven't decided. Like, I don't dislike it. I think there's, I think both have a, the snap have right. frame. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, sometimes it, it just feels s- like it's too in my way. I, I get like it, I doesn't, not, doesn't feel that way for me, but like the I. The PVC on that one looks like it's, it might be a little bigger than what I'm used to, but maybe it's the maybe. regular size. That might be. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's the Michaels um, name brand loops and thread mm-hmm. setup. Um, I do like the springy um, round hoop a lot Mm -hmm. because it's I think it's easier to use than these Mm because I have a little trouble peeling the outside bar of the snap frame off. I slide it. Like pull it apart and slide it off? No, the the part that snaps on. Mm -hmm. Just slide it off to the corner. I slide it off because. To try that peeling it off is yeah it was not gonna if, happen. if it's doing its job it's not yeah, easy break to peel your nails. Off. right yeah <laughs> uh so i haven't decided yet okay <laughs> you, uh you thought you had me in your camp huh not at all <laughs> not at all it was inquiring minds just wanted to know i i still really like that little purple deal with the plastic purple outside and the kind of pinch oh those s- are great okay I gotta say that's nicer than screwing, oh, classic, screwing, screwing. Yeah, screwing. a classic one is not happening for me. Turning, yeah, I like the little yeah. squeezy metal. Yeah, mm-hmm. frame one. Yeah. That's an, that's that. definitely an imp- that kind of round hoop is definitely an improvement. Yeah. Um, one of these days, I'd like to lend you my seated hoop. It's a round one. 
Well, I have a frame that no, holds it. No, you, it, it's, it, it takes your round hoop. Yeah. And it holds on, clamps yeah, onto. Oh, you have one yes. that where it, it hooks <laughs> so on that your I leg. Can yeah. hand so you can stitch. Yep. Yeah. I think we all own one of those. Yeah. Do, well, I wasn't yeah. sure because I saw, you know, Timu selling them. Oh. <laughs> and I thought about adding it to your Christmas. Oh, no, I do have one. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, but I can't remember. And Anne, do you really need a second one? Because <laughs> it might be nice to have one here and one at home because keeping it in my card was not good for it. So. Yeah. And I, I, it, it's like actually kind of a cumbersome item. Yes. It is. Uh, but but it, it's great when you're, you know. The, it's not hands free, but it means you can use both hands. Yeah, it, it does. It frees a up a hand. Yeah. yeah. Well, so then you can two hand stitch, one on the bottom, one on the top. Curious. So I find because my right hand is more dexterous and the catching it, like coming back up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hold it. Like I hold I, my dominant hand underneath. Yeah. I go back and forth. I could I do one way and then I do another. But then I've been giving the easier. I'd have to be doing it, I guess. I've been trying to give the easier job to my dominant hand. And the harder job to my non... I, I was trying to challenge my non-dominant mm-hmm. hand because it's like, I think I'll probably be faster if I can up the speed of the other right, less dexterous hand. I don't know. I think for me, what determines what hand is also, am I doing this on the couch where I have a free space to my left versus the arm of the couch on my right, mm-hmm. naturally keeping my right arm higher Mm-hmm. you know giving it more so, so sometimes Gee, where i'm at determines, determines. It, yeah. mm-hmm. um you know those weird little nuanced things that you mm-hmm. <laughs> start obsessing over when you're doing a craft um so working on and craft stitch, neither way is wrong no mm-hmm. you know just curious if you guys had put any in weird thought into that either <laughs> no I, I was uh cross-stitching last month yeah and mm-hmm. i was using my little sit frame thing and I did put a lot of thought. I was doing the same thing, like yeah. switching which hand I put on top and which underneath. And I don't remember. I think I used my dominant hand on top because I wanted to... No, underneath because I wanted to be I th- faster. I think that's the... I, think I wasn't that's... trying to challenge myself. Well... The harder job is to find the hole underneath. Yeah, so I was using my dominant hand for that, I yeah. think. Even though it was so easy to use my dominant hand to do the easy job. Yes. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And it strengthens your corpus callosum. Oh, great. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that sounds good. Well, that women um, have more dynamic conference between the two lobes of the brain because you have a more developed corpus callosum by gender. But anytime you cross over skills mm-hmm. with your right and left um, hands, you are building your corpus callosum. Oh, good, good to know. Um and then I'm working on this cute sweater. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> so this is a impulse buy from uh, Fabric Town of Arroyo in a color called mm. Sea Slug. That's Arroyo? Yeah. Holy guacamole. It's and like they actually they have another cool one that I saw on my travels um, called Seahorse, which would probably have been more appealing had I seen it. But I'm glad I bought this more challenging one so I can buy Seahorse also. <laughs> uh, so Sea Slug is the like undyed background with all the hot pink so lots of hot pink speckled is the dominant speckle and then there's um spots of probably matisse blue 
and um, like a chocolate brown. I don't know what they call their saturated brown. They have a gold, like a goldenrod gold. It's a neon. Yeah, like a oh, they have like, like a fluorescent yeah, orange. That's when the neon touches it. Yeah. Um, that is so. So it's real pretty. <laughs> uh, and I just bought it. I like bought the four skeins that were there yeah. with no intention, and then I bought this navy, which is Paris Knights. Nice. Um, and took it home and then picked my pattern. Um, this is Missoni accepted by is it Escape Trico? Oh yeah, Escape. My my brain always says Escape. <laughs> yes, but uh, or like Escapade. Yes, but I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm sure it's Escape. What is it called, Missoni? What? <laughs> it's oh S space E S P A C E S space. It's Espace. not. It's not. It's not Escape at all. <laughs> So it's Spasse Trio, a uh, Trico, La Nidere Modern, Modern, La Nidere Modern, um, by Melissa Clulo. The pattern is called Missoni Ex- uh, Accomplished. And so it's um, my sea slug is the background, and then you get three um, little squiggles, oh, two on the body, and, Ooh, I love it. and then one more on the sleeve. That's so cute. Um, I, we were up in Santa Rosa area, which is um, famous for Charles Schultz being from there, right? Mm. And so I am very tempted, <laughs> even though we've only been there twice in 15 years. I was gonna say that's you very gotta penis. make a it yellow is, one. It's a Charlie yeah. Brown. With just the one, just the one, one squiggle, the squiggle along there. That'd be cute. He only has one squiggle. He has one um, zigzag. One chevron. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure. yeah. At the bottom, he's got yeah. one black little zigzag. I was no, I wasn't. I was my nephew when he was like a little ball baby was Charlie Brown, oh, and I was Lucy Marcy. Marcy James oh, was Marcy. no, I was Lucy. James was Marcy. That's what I was. <laughs> 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 oh that's so cute i i love the peanuts um i wanted to uh yeah it's just one i wanted to go to the museum again but kevin's like i think once in a lifetime is great. oh come on <laughs> um it's a great museum uh if you're ever up there and you like peanuts and mm-hmm. you're interested in charles schultz as an uh, artist um my favorite memory from it has nothing to do with the peanuts, but Dante was oh so cute. <laughs> oh, There's James and I was. He's got his one little squiggle. Wait, <laughs> yeah. a trivia about Charlie Brown. What was his dad for a living? What did his dad do for a living? Yeah, I have no idea. You would never guess, and it's ironic. He was a barber. Uh, <laughs> womp, womp. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, not a very good one. So, um, or he just kept, Charlie Brown was not really a bald little boy. He yeah, just he kept was practicing real on him. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Number oh. zero. Oh, just dropping everything. Um, I just kind of thought he was one. Of, I knew someone. With alopecia? In, yeah, in junior high, mm-hmm. he had no hair. No eyebrows, even. Wasn't Doug Funny also bald? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe it's an ode. I love that show. So Dante was just yeah. under two years old. Maybe he had just turned two. He, um, they would, they stamped your hand as you go into the museum, like many places, right? Mm-hmm. And we're walking around the museum. Um, he's small enough that I'm carrying him and he is licking the stamp off mm-hmm. of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well cool let's wipe that off dry that off and i go back to the attendant and i said hey my toddler here has licked the stamp off my hand 
I mean, you don't have to restamp me. Just can you remember I was here? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll restamp you. And as fast as the man could take the stamp away from my hand, Dante licked the wet stamp what the heck? right off my hand. <laughs> was it like the scented, like the grape scented? It was scented? nothing special. It was just straight up just black weird toddler rubber energy. <laughs> that's so funny. Kids are so uh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's my like strongest memory of the museum, <laughs> but I do recall it was fun and interesting to learn more about Charles Schultz's life. Uh, so those are the things I am working on. Nice. Yeah, I have two things. Um, <clears throat> I am test knitting a pattern. Um, I meant to reach out to the designer and ask her if I could. Uh, talk about it because it has a name I don't remember I I forgot to but I will try before I post and ask if I could post a picture of it but it's um, a jacket kind of sweater I'll show you too the picture of it Uh because this looks like a blob but um, I love the color though yes me too that is our favorite yarn Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, I got worried for a second because I bought our favorite yarn up in um, on our earlier trip in December to uh the place that always sounds pretty but isn't Visalia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, I really wanted to go into Fresno and see Anzula's store. Uh-huh. Well, that'd be but cool. the like we were there for a wedding. It was also Kevin's birthday and I was like, if you take me to Michael's cuz they have this color I want, I will let go of that. Yeah. <laughs> um there's a purple I've been wanting and our store says there's five and there's been three. Ooh, they're liars. <laughs> and I need four. So that store said it had four, but it actually had five. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so I buy our favorite yarn. It was five dollars each. Oh, but there wasn't a special sale on it. Oh, and I was like freaking out. Is this yarn? I'm just being gonna have to go buy again? all of it. Was it being clearanced again, you fools? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just an off. This thing. is the sweater. Ooh, that I am. I like test that. knitting. It sort of has like jean jacket yeah. kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got it like a I little like the texture in the. On it's the... got like a little pointed collar mm-hmm. texture in the right places. To yeah, big deep pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't knitted a cardigan in a while, but this is a sort of an interesting construction. You sort of start. You know how sometimes you start at like the armpit and come mm-hmm. up the back and then mm-hmm. over the top. Yeah, this one starts like halfway between your armpit and your shoulder, and you do like the texture pattern up over your shoulder, so it sort of sits like a saddle. Uh-huh. Um, and then you go down the front, and then you pick up from the cast on, and you go down the back till they meet in the underarms. That is interesting. Um, except it's I like will... a tab start for a sweater. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I can turn it so it looks kind of like something. Um. Yeah, so that's the back where you cast on and you start oh, at the texture. I like the sh- I like the short shaping. shaping too. Yeah. yeah, it's got some like short row shaping. It's got shoulder. a drop shoulder. Um, and then can that you is see really cool where my two different balls were a different dye lot? Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm sorry, I can't see it at home. <laughs> oh, but I was sitting in here on Tuesday it. and I was like, "What is that? It's not just the lighting. No, oh. it's uh." I, when I bought, if you have drawn my attention to it, it's subtle color blocking. No, it's not. It's a line. Oh. Um, I bought, I think five balls oh, of this yeah. yarn, and I knew one of them was a different color, like a different dye lot. Yeah, I think I knew that. And when I started it, I, I could see one of them had like a messed up label, and I was yeah. like, and for whatever you reason, my you. brain thought that's the oddball one. 
And it wasn't because I was like, I'll save that for last. So I started with the oddball. I knitted the whole thing. And I was stuck at home with COVID last week. So I did a lot of knitting. So I did most of this at home last week. Wow. Wow. And then I think I cast on on like Christmas Eve. Um, I knit through the whole first ball. I started the second ball. And then I like I, I tried to find that line at home. I can't see it. Like hmm. I can only see it here. So I was like, well, I'll just Don't wear the wear sweater in natural yeah. light, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so I was real mad if about it. I hadn't drawn my attention to it. It might be noticeable when I'm wearing it or it might not be. It's, it's like 50-50. Yeah. But it's like right across my chest. Yeah. And it's not like if it landed like up near the shoulder or like underneath my bust, somehow, I would be or less. somehow in the texture. Yeah. It no, sense. it's like right in the stockinette, right in the middle of the front of the body. And, you and discovered I'm. that today. Or... Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, so I'm mad about it, but I have to finish it. Um, and I really do like the sweater. I like yeah, the yarn. Cool. I like the pattern. I li- really am a big fan of this designer. I have tested it for her a f- couple times. Um, so I'll finish it, but I'm mad about it. So I took that as an opportunity to start a different sweater um, that I am doing as our knitted sweater for this class session um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> called Land O' Cakes like lando lakes but it's oh, called lando is cakes is that what's right over there in yes the so this is the uh what do you call it fair isle yoke mm-hmm. but it's got some texture in the yoke it's not just knit it's like a knit pearl kind of pattern it's got what's corrugated bohuslan uh it's a swedish thing what is the where there's pearls where there's pearls yeah um it's got corrugated ribbing at the bottom, the the fronts and That's stuff, adorable. and it's steaked. Yay, so, um, I don't know how to steak, but I know somebody who does. <laughs> and uh, Anne is going I to teach the uh, second half, of, or not the second half, the last episode, I'll say, of that class for me. Because I told the knitters that were interested in this that I would take that class with them because I also <laughs> don't know how to steak my sweater. Um, <clears throat> so I am... Uh, oh, shoot. There's a skein of pink yarn on the table. Should I move it? I'll find it later. Anyway. Um, is that in there? That that pink? That no, I no. That, oh, that, that was something oh, else. behind you? Yes, this yarn um, is one of our knitters wants to use it for their sweater, but I was warning them that it had to be somewhat sticky to steak. Like, you don't want to yeah. steak like a superwash merino. This is a superwash BFL. Oh, fine. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. I said, I'll ask Anne. <laughs> <'Cause>, <clears throat> this is gorgeous. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Sticky okay. is approved. Is good. Yeah. So I'm using this yarn is Queensland collection. Uh, is this the stuff you bought up at that store? No, no. this I bought at Super Buzzy. Okay. Um, Tenderfoot is the name Ooh. of this yarn. It's oh. a superwash. No, it's not. It's a wool nylon. It's like an American wool. I can't remember what it is. So that's at um, Super Buzzy. Yeah. Nice. Um. And it's like a chocolatey brown color. And then I have um, one of our wonderful customers gave us a wonderful gift of yes. a ton of mini skeins of yarn. So I use that as my color palette nice. and I purchased more of each to do that with. But the my other colors are uh, like a pumpkin orange, a rusty kind of more reddish orange. This color is called turmeric. And then oyster is like a off cream kind of color. So those four with my brown is going to be this sweater that I cast on today and I have quickly realized like 
why am I knitting a sweater on size one and two needles? But, Silly. You know, <laughs> I really like the sweater and I really want to make it. Well, you could use my trick where you slide through the gauge and you can go bigger gauge. Yeah, but if I'm teaching Smaller it, I should size. be on, you know, I should be good. True um, so it's only a one for the ribbings and then two for everything else. That's better, right? <laughs> what is having done a sweater gauge. on two and a half? Yeah. Uh, 28. 28, yeah. Well, yeah. That sounds right to me. Yep. <laughs> Wait, so you had a different sweater in mind. What drew you to this sweater instead? Um, I liked both of them. The reaction when I was sort of uh, feeling it out with people who were interested in taking the class, they liked this one a little bit more. And I didn't have a strong preference. So I was like, okay, let's do that one. Um, the other one was called Porty, I think. Um, and it was, I was thinking that would be a good option because she has a pullover or a steaked option. And I thought, oh, they could choose, but this one is just a, the one I'm teaching is just a cardigan. So you have to steak it. But it's also bottom up. Just get into it, people. Yeah. It's not, it's Mm -hmm. not bad. Yeah. My favorite moment of teaching steaking in all these years is I, the first time I taught it just as a standalone, not attached to any sweater making, um, I did a naked steak with, um, I had a bunch of red heart samples, which is not great for steaking, but it doesn't matter. It was just showing the actions. Um, neon green red heart and i did a naked steak which that is an unprepared steak uh-huh. there's no you just cut nothing which you can the stickier your yarn the right better. it's fine yeah. you can you could do that and have no problems and do all your finishing and have done no prep anyway all of the oxygen sucked up by the <laughs> attending the class i'm like it's okay guys yeah. it's okay i it's I, I taught that that shawl i think it's called bad oyster that's yeah. knitting around yeah, and you cut I was it to make about fringe. That when you're talking about it, and people, it was the same reaction. It's like you knew this was coming all along. <laughs> it's like we planned for this. We knew we were going to cut it, but the, still, it was like, oh my god, what am I it's doing? So it's so cute. Yeah, little children. Um, but I understand this is going to be a whole lot of freaking work, and I, I will like, be mad if I, it doesn't work. This is like fine. skydiving and knitting. You know, um, you're in the plane. You know, you're going to jump, but until it comes time to actually lean out of the uh, out of out that window you don't know what it's going to be like um have you ever done a needle felted steak no but no. that would be great i'm because int- i looked up the pattern um i haven't told you about this but the pattern doesn't have anything specific mm-hmm. it doesn't say like it just says steak in your favorite way well there's so, several ways yeah i don't know we'll see how that works yeah interesting um well, i'll have to look that up and include it as a I yeah, if- I don't know. I I haven't. I wonder if that is tried in my Alice Starmore book because she's got a Could couple be. different techniques of steaking. Yeah, it'd be fun to see what happens. Yeah, um, I know three ways to prepare. I've so only steaked. I'm interested in the fourth. A color at work sweater once, and it was unsuccessful, and I don't oh. know what I did wrong. But it was like a kid size, so it yeah. wasn't. I fixed it. No tears. But things were unraveling that shouldn't have been, and I don't know what I did wrong. So we'll find out. Yep. Um, and those are the it- two. Yeah. Can. From what I understand, you really do need a wool for staking. It was Encore. But as opposed to acrylic, you don't, can you go, can um, you steak with acrylic? Or I You mean, can cut anything down the I columns. Mean, but <laughs> you're going to be more successful with like less sticky fibers if you do a sewing machine. Right. To oh, prep it. Yeah. Because that is, the sewing across it is going to catch really, all of the fibers. Yeah. Yep. I think um, I did a crocheted steak for which is them. my and i've done preferred yeah. but like yeah i don't you know, know. 
<laughs> I guess you would weigh the yarn and how you yeah, know how it behaves, how uh, how much you trust it against mm-hmm. the uh, the, the outcome. Yeah, yeah, the way you're gonna stick it. So, uh, the other yarn I'm using the four colors is Knit Picks palette. I forgot to mention. Um, and I ordered more of each color because these little mini skeins are not gonna be enough. But how much more do you need of each color? I bought one full size ball of each. Yeah. I think it's like two hundred ish yards for each. And it's they're such a good deal. Yeah, I think I spent eighteen dollars on yeah. nitpicks to buy mm-hmm. that. Um uh that is kind of all I am working on. I am in a knitting mood That's lately good. because I haven't been necessarily in a while. Like I was enjoying crochet and other things, but I haven't really I knit a whole lot. Been crocheting like a lot. Yeah. It comes in I waves. Got new needle stoppers at super fuzzy that were little mugs yeah and i never used them once in december yeah because i've been crocheting so much Mm -hmm. uh yeah i don't know it it comes in waves and usually knitting is like baseline like i'm always doing that but Mm -hmm. like oh i'm into crocheting right now and i just hadn't been inspired by a knitting project in a while until i started this test it and then i got mad at it because of the dye lot thing but that was my own fault um but yeah I'm enjoying both of these projects so far, and I just started this one today. Oh, I was going to say, it's knit bottom up. That was another reason why I chose it, because it's a different kind of construction yeah. that we haven't done in a minute. Okay, so We do a lot of top down. Yeah. Um, I just finished this great book on creativity, which I know is more in our book club genre, but um, what you just said reminded me of something from it. Um, it returned because my... Time was up on it today. Oh, your library. <laughs> um, the Creative Act by Rick Rubin. I really want to read that. It because it, I've heard really good things it's about a it. Little, and he's a genius. Yeah. Well, I love um, the artist way is very engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, this was not as engaging at first. It felt like he was doing a lot of um, maybe over talking and okay. buzz phrases, but. I I wanted to give it a second chance, so I borrowed it again, and um and maybe you know sometimes you start an audiobook and you're just not right jiving right with it, yeah. um so I was having trouble engaging with it the first time, but this next second read, he says a lot of really interesting things, yeah. and one of the things he talks about is that it's it's um it's strengthening to to like when you need a break from your craft, mm-hmm. whatever your main creative outlet is. That it makes you stronger to go and do something else. Follow a different lead yeah. for a little and while. To like just really trust that um Yeah, I what is drawing you away. I totally believe that. Because mm-hmm. then also at the same time I mean, depends on what it is you're drawing to, but mm-hmm. sometimes I'll find myself drawn to like something I've never tried before. Yep. I'm like, oh, I want to learn how to do this thing and it's taking up my knitting time, but like, isn't that so good for your brain? Oh yeah. And I think it's good for us as teachers to yeah. remember how to learn something. It, yeah. How to learn what yeah. it feels like to be new and uncertain. Definitely. Um, those are really important things, feelings to keep fresh. Um, I, I would recommend it. I, yeah. I actually recommended it already to my, I sent my sister-in-law a little text um, because I feel like it's a book that young creative people should listen to mm. um, because he really like prioritizes creating for creative creativity's sake right and uh, my niece is in a performing arts high school or uh, i think it goes through like six through 12 uh-huh. and so i i you know i imagine because she's a pretty serious student that there's a lot of that yeah you know drive to make this profitable kind of mm. 
aspects. Right. I mean, and not just I'm for sure the sake of making. Mix. But when it's your school environment, like, how are yeah. you going to make this pay off, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and just there were a lot of messages that, oh, I'm glad I'm hearing this now. I would have benefited so much more from yeah. it um, sooner. Um, so thanks for writing that book, Rick Rubin. Um, um, nice. So I recommend it. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, it's been on my to read list for a minute, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, what have you finished, Karen? Okay, so I finished, I feel like I finished a few things, but I did bring one thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it was last month. I was working on a doodle cowl, and I mm-hmm. had you guys yeah. pick some cards. Yep. Um, I finished it. Let's see Yay. It. Ta-da. Oh, it turned out so cute. Cute. It feels so cozy. Yeah, warm. I love yeah, that yarn. It's delicious. And um, I was afraid that they discontinued so the it. rib of one of Katie's. Yeah, uh, it helped. Yes, yeah. it really, it was a perfect pop. I was oh, so good. excited. Yeah, that's cute. This, what do you even call this? Ochre like a, or yeah. something like that? It's not really an ochre. Gold. Yeah. It's got, it's like this greeny, greenish yellow. But anyway, I, it's a beautiful color. And it's just this little pop. And so that was interesting because that's a row that I was working with three colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's always a but challenge. But it's all fun. But it's just this little blip, and I just just making sure that just had to make sure that I kept it mm-hmm. loose. Mm-hmm. And I've been working on. I love that technique that you. No, it's a different technique. I haven't. You know that you were doing. You taught that class. Katie was doing with the Jacquard. Oh, right, I didn't. You, I didn't end up teaching it, but yes, oh. the uh, ladder back. Ladder back. So I'd like to say it was ladder back. It wasn't. Mm. It I was your th- your <laughs> thing with a real long one that you catch on the next round. That came from I just oh, that yeah. was really those really are, helpful. That's a good way to do yeah. it. The new be- stranded. I used to be one of those twisted every time, and then you get this really dense with no elasticity type of thing. So I'm a big bigger believer in loose, big, long, loose loops that you catch on the next round. That comes from the new stranded color work by. Mary Scott Huff. It's a interweave. Um, it, it makes me nervous as a technique because the like traditionalist in me is like, well, you don't know how it's gonna sit, you know, because you're not worrying about it until the next round. But but it I has always know. worked. Yeah, I do know how it's gonna sit because I've done it in the past. Yeah, and blocking will like right now I'm doing that and it's a light on a dark. I still and you still see mm-hmm. like a little peak of it, but there's almost okay. no way to not. Exactly, I, st- that. I still keep. You don't see it with the ladder. I still back. keep you don't see one, it with the they're back. not attached. I still keep mm-hmm. one up and one down and keep the and keep those consistent. Yeah. yeah. So between that and letting myself have an extra don't say never go longer than five. Nope. I've gone nine. <laughs> I tried ten. to encourage them to go like seven in the gauge and on Alpine Bloom and they all yeah. looked at me like I was a heretic. <laughs> yeah, I mean it depends on the yarn, you know? But, yeah. So that was f- that was the sample for the doodle cowl and i forgot i did take i so the the project that i took to disneyland was actually a brand new project that i cast on at disneyland well let's see so i got through the cast on i decided to because in the doodle class the make your own mystery doodle it, it's more you you pick the project it could be a how a cowl it could be a hat it could be a sock but not if you're a first timer <laughs> Only if you, and I put that on the website. It's not a first time sock class. If you've done it, it's more of a let's add some color this to is your my sock. sock. <laughs> so, do you remember this bison oh, yarn yeah. that from like a decade ago? It was possum. 
No, this is not the possum. This is. But we, then I don't remember it. Yeah, that looks this like one of the possum Bijou. colors. Oh yeah, you got the good stuff. Yeah, Bijou Basin, a good stuff that I never did anything with right. because I was kind of afraid because didn't. they it doesn't fall, it doesn't behave. You can't put it in anything really fitted. Be, I mean, they had sweaters, but they don't behave like regular patterns. They don't fit into a regular gauge because it blooms or puffs or it does something. They because they warn you, oh, this is beautiful. So this is. 95% Angora. Oh, this is not the bison. It's just bison spun. Bijou's fun. Well, whatever. It's gorgeous. It's Angora and viscose. 5%. Which is what the possum ended up being. Yes, they were liars. It was just nice Angora. Yep. <laughs> but that was supposed to be cashmere. No, no, it was supposed possum. to be possum. It was supposed to be possum, yeah. and it wasn't. Oh, okay. And we were so all, yes. like, speculating on, like, right. how are they treating these possums? How yeah. are they getting the fiber? Yeah, they're, they're oh, leaving yeah. the possums alone. <laughs> it's like so, the Cashmerino debacle. Yeah, right. Tell, tell me about that. Oh, later. that's from so long ago. It was like, a long time ago okay. where it was like, is Cashmerino have any cashmere yeah. in it? And Cascade, some competing yarn company yeah. Cascade tested sued it. Them. Yeah. yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, well, I got some through some of the ribbing, <laughs> and um, I, so it's, it's supposed to be holding. I'm holding. It's supposed to be DK weight. Neither of these are DK weight. I've got, I'm using up stash. I had stash of Stroll Tweed in a Dawn Heather, but with some of the Donegal into it. And it's just going to be a two color doodle hat. Cute. Um, Gray and. And I, like I said, I'm holding them double. The, this red has, is like a red black. Yeah. It's very pretty. Um, tonal. I don't even know what it's called. It's like a Heather. It's it's red with black like mm-hmm. currents like a black current, but anyway, so that is going to be a doodle hat. Um, uh, it'll be a, a class project because I I've got the cat I've got a cowl. Why not? I um, she has some basic the Pacific Knit Co has some basic patterns that and they even have the doodles there. But the the point of the class is to be more random with the clean cards yeah to embrace gameplay so, that's something exactly. uh, lethal knits has done some different oh, things game with. knitting yeah, yeah. So, anything else you finished or is that finished i feel like no i started a bunch of stuff yeah <laughs> i understand <laughs> it's the new year it's time for fresh start yeah i mean other don't worry about all those things you finished, started last year i finished no. presents is what i finished again uh rick rubin says try everything i finished presents and i finished all my class project stuff there you go not at the last minute pulling late nighters we're gonna we're gonna talk about um the things that we made for each other in our patreon episode so if you want to know what we just gave each other as christmas gifts that we made um you can tune into that to learn what it is yep what'd you finish in um i did all right for a busy time of the year mm-hmm. the first thing i'd like to share with you that i finished was a request from my son my middle son um he uh, went to a information meeting about something he's interested in mm-hmm. and they gave him a really cool pen that's like you need to go to that information meeting again next year so you can get me this pen <laughs> okay. it's like one of those like multi-tool pens but it's like sometimes you pick those up, you know, where you unscrew it and it's a yeah, yeah. It has everything you need. <clears throat> and the body of the pen is a ruler and stuff like that. Can I pause you really a second a quick second to talk about pens? Yes. Um I would you... love to talk about pens. <laughs> um I got an Instagram reel that was like, This is the pen that broke 
um stationary instagram last year and everybody needs this pen okay and i was like I okay know about it. so i went on amazon and i bought it it's called it's a uniball 1p and mm. it's a gel pen and it's like it says <laughs> the guy in the video i don't know i mean i he did it on purpose had it said it had a short girthy body <laughs> um but it's like this little chubby <laughs> short pen mm. And it said it has, I don't know, it's supposed to be the best pen. All right, you so I ordered one on about, Amazon, it got I, delivered to I me. I just typed Univol, and yeah. like, Univol 1P came 1P. up as first thing. I'll, I'll report back, okay, it got delivered Okay, I want to know all about it. Okay. Um, Univol, I think, is a very good pen brand. Mm-hmm. They generally write very smoothly. Their gel pens are, I think, very good quality. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think they're the smoothest no. gel pens out there. We'll find out. Yeah. I do like their pens. My one complaint is that it comes in 0.38 or 0.5. Like and I'm 25. like I'm like a 1.0. I want a nice oh. bold line. I write big and yeah. I want it, I I yeah. Ha, point, point 0.5 is my favorite. Okay. 0.38 that's actually too thin. It's like a needle. Yeah, and um like I fax I am learning so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was at Target I, today and I, I was, I was like, off I had, I'm not enough of a nerd for this. I had like I'm time so to kill and I was and I was in the pen aisle at Target and I was walking up to the pen aisle at the same time this other girl was walking up and we wanted to like go to the same spot and I was like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. And she goes, sorry. I just really need to look at the pens really quick. I'm obsessed with pens. And I was like, girl, same. Yeah. And I just did a quick what scan. What are you here for? Uh, I was seeing if they had those pens at Target. Yeah. I was like, like oh, the beginning of a meet cute movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your new friend, Katie. <laughs> I, she grabbed whatever pen she sure. wanted and ran. So I was like, okay, you uh, knew what you were looking for. I was uh, going to browse. So um, I'm concerned about the shortness of the tip. Like the shortness of the body. Yeah. the When the uh, dude in the video was holding it, it's long enough it that looks, it comes past your yeah, hand. Yeah, it looks normal. But not so long that it's longer than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think yeah. th- I think it, it looks like it's a good length, but the, it's such a chubby And it's got pen this little clip that, that feels... Like, it's got a hinge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. So you can wait, clip wait. it onto anything. Shum, shum, shum. You can, like, bend the clip. I'm looking for the It, picture. like, has, like, a little spring. Yeah. So you can open it like, up stick and... stick it on your notebook. Oh, that's cool. Or... Yeah. I like... That's nice, because mm-hmm. sometimes you want it to go on a little thicker stack, mm-hmm. and I end up breaking those. Um, well, I, I'm very excited to hear Yeah, sorry. Friend. I interrupted um, you. No, it's okay. My other son, with his Christmas money, treated himself to, like, some fancy, um, fountain pens. Ooh. And those came in yesterday. And he was so cute. He, because, you know, obsessed with pens. And everything about the, like, the aesthetic. Yes. The feel of them. Mm-hmm. The weight of them. Yep. Um, he brought it. I had already done this. And he hadn't noticed that I had already, like, tested the click yep. on and off uh. of the cap. <laughs> so he brought it in. He took it away and played with them and put the ink in then he brought it back in to me he's like mom look at this and he did the on and off and it's an audible click and he's like here you can try it (laughs) oh my god thank you so much Did you fess oh, up that you'd already tried yeah, it? Yeah, of okay. course. Yeah, because I'm like, was he I amazed just, at how good you were at with, with it? Like, well, I just wanted instant. him to know that his uh, his like act of generosity was very normal to me. Yeah, <laughs> You're like I would also want to share this with yes, somebody because I also enjoyed that feeling of the thing I already snuck doing. <laughs> okay, so I made Dante a. He also got like a carabiner and a little. Um, lanyard uh, wristband thing and he wanted to put it all together with his house key mm-hmm. and so he's he has all the he showed me these pens and he's like mom i needed to fit eight pens like two of this style pen 
which is, I think, a Uniball 207 okay. um, is his current favorite pen. And uh, two highlighters and two mechanical pencils and two uh, regular pencils. And did you guys, you watched the movie while you were sleeping, right? I don't think I have. long time ago. That's Bill Pullman and Sandra Bullock and Peter Gallagher, right? He's the one with the eyebrows. Um, The one with the eyebrows. I mean, they're very distinct. (laughs) And so I'll just spoil this. The premise is that she is, um, she just works in like a subway as a ticket taker or Mm -hmm. something. And he has an, Peter Gallagher's character has an accident on the um, platform one day and she goes to save him and she waits with him until the emergency crew comes and she wants to be, she's had a crush on him forever, but doesn't, they don't know each other any other way. So um, she wants to make sure he's okay and she ends up lying to get on the ambulance that she's his fiance or something uh-huh. and so they let her ride with him and go to the hospital and then the family shows up and she keeps this lie going because the family's wonderful and she's alone and at some point the family's like questioning like how can we've never heard about her how sure. can we didn't hear about them getting engaged well prove- and the guy in the hospital is kind of in a coma so he can't yes, speak he's in up. a coma so he you. can't speak up yeah prove it that you know him intimately uh-huh. and she had overheard some business friends coming to visit him in the elevator talking about like oh you don't feel guilty about that basketball incident well he shouldn't have had a pencil in his pocket <laughs> <laughs> and the secret is that he has one testy <laughs> and so that's the that's how she likes when she get from Ryan basketball with a pencil in your pocket. <laughs> so oh. now I'm like word to the wise. Preach to my sons. What are you doing with sharpened pencils in your pocket? <laughs> I want oh. grandchildren. Get that pencil yeah. out. <laughs> so I I purposefully did not make this pencil case long enough to fit. Because <laughs> sharpened pencils are like standard length pencils are a lot longer. Yeah. Than what, what if he's wearing it when he's sitting down? torso is i don't care he he won't be wearing it only sitting down <laughs> so i made him this bespoke uh pencil case oh that's cool um there's oh, a million nice. ways to make a box bag mm-hmm. and i was trying to get it like perfectly um proportioned to fit these exact things yeah and so that's how the first attempt went it's a pile of I was lining say, what is that? Routing, <laughs> and the first time I tried to box it, and I um, had a picked up a sh- uh, fat quarter of I think it's it looks like it's oh, Robert Kaufman. You came into Super yeah. Buzzy and you were like, I need to make a pencil pouch in this yes. exact color, and I was yes. like, okay, uh, I remember this now. I think it's the Robert Kaufman flannel or something. Yeah, I like think it's it was a twill. A, it it might have been a mystery. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. it's great. It's nice fabric. It's a little heavier than a conventional cotton. Yeah. Um, and I put red lining inside. Oh, sorry, that's a video of me. <laughs> uh, and he wants to be in the Air Force, so it's blue and silver. And I make it for him, and the little turd's like, "Well, usually it's a lighter color blue." Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and he's like, it's not long enough to fit the pencil. <laughs> You're such a snot. <laughs> like, I know. Look, after you, wait, wait, after you, it will fit once you've, you know, sharpened, that, it, sharpened down. it down. Yeah. No, I don't want him carrying sharpened <laughs> pencils, Karen. <laughs> 
Um, they never stay sharp long. So it has two zipper, like zipper pull mm-hmm. tabs at either end. And he um, hooked his little carabiner to it. And he's like, look, mom, because the whole point is so that he keeps his house key handy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a yeah. giant house key keychain. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you go to the, uh, the gas station yes. yeah. and you need the bathroom key. Yep. So I showed him he had it at the um, closed end of the zipper tab. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, if you put it to the where the zipper ends, mm-hmm. then you can stick your key and the carabiner in and close it all up. And it's all compacted. Yeah, locked like, in there. Mm-hmm. Then he was impressed. I showed him that <laughs> trick and then he was impressed. He wasn't impressed before, <laughs> but now he is. Yeah. Uh, so the first boxing didn't go good. The second boxing went fine. And there's plenty of fabric in the fat quarter and my like stash lining uh, to just try again. Yeah. <laughs> I had to save the zipper. The zipper was the one thing of value in yes. the first go. Zippers are, are worth saving. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's one thing I finish. Um, I finish a, my, I think it's my first ever cross stitch project a hundred percent finished all the way through finishing um so i made my mom a mary and jesus stained glass that came out of the same ornament um magazine i was talking about i blocked it nice and i edged it with some gold trim Mm -hmm. and it took 20 hours to make that thing oh like easily because i think i worked on it like three or four nights, five-ish hours each time. You think a little cross-stitch isn't going to take long, and it takes freaking forever. It always takes longer but than you think. But it's so fun, though. Like, yeah. every little stitch that works, every time you've got your little cross completed, it's a little dopamine hit. There's not a lot that I like to do that's repetitive over and over and over like that, but for whatever reason, cross-stitch just, like, scratches that itch yes. in a very satisfying way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was telling my oldest son that I'm like, I just want you to know, Alexander, that every stitch is a dopamine boost. He's like, yeah, do you remember that time I was like obsessed with cross stitch? And then I remembered when he was like 12, he was cross stitching on everything. <laughs> I was like, yeah, where's that book? It's a really cute little book of like mini eight bit things. Cute. And that's gone forever. Uh, then I finished my family um, Christmas presents, which nice. are hand, our handmade gift exchange. And I made my mom's birthday present. She's January 3rd, so I had to hurry up and do it. But they're the same things I gave you guys. So tune oh, into so our if Patreon. you want to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Katie heard this crazy plan. I did. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you more about it. <laughs> to ring your bell of which <laughs> crazy plan. So... Um, I feel like I have a memory of telling you you were crazy, but yeah. I don't remember why. Yeah, it's a, it was very reasonable behavior, actually. So um, I bought a whole bunch of fabric on sale at Michael's last year. Last year, they tried out doing these one-yard pre-cuts. Must not have gone good because I... Oh, no. Oh, it's in my text messages. Okay. I'm like, I, I know I have a picture of this. Um these Christmas and Halloween fabrics, one yard cuts, they went to extremely nice discount. And so I suppose they decided not to do that again this year because mm. they did not do that again. But what they did with those prints is they turned them into their wrapping paper prints. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had um, enough of one fabric to make a dress. And then I bought three rolls of the wrapping paper, thinking mm-hmm. I was going to have wrapping paper forever. But unfortunately, this year's presents were like large box things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we were unwrapping our presents, I was like, guys, 
I still have to wrap grandma's presents. So unwrap carefully. (laughs) (laughs) I need that paper. Which just was not precious paper. It was just like, you got to commit to the bit. So here's the dress. Oh, it does match perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so cute. (laughs) It's almost Dr. Seussian. Uh, Very Christmas. Yeah, it's a very like whimsical print. It's um, like Christmas trees and squiggles and the color palettes red and pink and sky blue and navy. But the dress she's wearing matches the paper. Yeah, so that's why I was so bummed that Michael's fully sold out of Christmas wrapping paper this year. So I'm hoping that they... Reuse those prints again. Mm-hmm. I mean, get your money's worth, Michaels. Get yeah. your money's worth. <laughs> That's adorable. Because uh, I've got this dress now. <laughs> and it's cute. Well, I mean, you could wear it apart from the wrapping right. paper, the dress but is it is cute. more fun. But it's more fun if I walk in with all your presents wrapped in matching paper. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are the things that I finished. Nice. This December. Um, I... It... Uh, where am I going to start? Um, so my husband is skinny and gets cold very easily. And I was at home and it was like a cold night and I was wearing a sweater that I had knit. It was one of my leftovers, like scrappy sock yarn sweaters. And, uh, he like gave me a hug or something. He was like, this sweater is very soft. And I was like, thank you. And he goes, I really, he was like touching. He was like, I really like that sweater. And I just thought he was being like so nice. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then I like took it off because I wasn't cold anymore. And I went to the bathroom. I came back. He was wearing it. And I was like, oh, I thought you were just giving me a compliment. You were eyeing it that you wanted that sweater. He was like, it just looked cozy. And I was like, okay, well, I haven't knitted James a sweater since we started dating. So I was like, I should make James a sweater. Like a sweater sweater? I've made made him sweater vests and stuff, but no, I don't don't think I've made him a proper sweater since, yeah, since way back when. Wow. Um, You risked the boyfriend, the boyfriend's Yeah, we've been married for 11 years, so I think, you know, we survived that. Time will tell. Um, (laughs) So I... I mean, God forbid anything (laughs) happened, but you heard it here first, guys. Let me knock on fake wood. Um, So I busted out my knitting machine and I made James a pullover. Um... I have a picture of it right here. It is a plain machine knit uh, gray. This is Lion Brand Heartland, it's which great. is a nice soft. Yes, I love Heartland. I brought. Oh, that's I was like being the tricky. Cozy wear everyday sweater. Yeah, I was being and tricky. He probably and has I brought home a skein day. of it, and I was like making I don't know something stupid with it. I was crocheting a little thing, whatever. And I was like, "What do you think of this yarn?" And he was like, "Oh, this is really soft." And I was like, "Yeah, you like it, right?" He's yeah, that's nice. But he's like totally oblivious. Yeah. So I was like, okay, approved. I'll use yep. that yarn. Yep. <laughs> so I made the sweater on the machine. Um, I'll see if I can track down the name of the pattern that I used. It was like a hand knit pattern that I changed. Um, and it is a raglan, real basic, like the most basic pullover you can think of. And he has worn it every single night since we, Aww. since I made it for him. And it's like, I made it a little bigger because he wanted it to be like, well, he didn't know yeah. that it would be like a cozy sweatshirt. Um, so it took me a day to make the pieces on the machine. And then I handed, not, I didn't hand do, I manipulated the knit stitches into pearl for ribbing, but I did it off of the machine. Um, so that takes some handwork to do. Yep. So it took a day to make the pieces, a day to do the finishing. So in two days I had a sweater That's and the yarn was 20 bucks. <laughs> so I was nice. like, this is a very fast and efficient. Nice. And so I'm sitting at home. And I hand knit the ribbing around the collar. So I'm knitting, you know, he's sitting next to me. He's totally oblivious. oblivious. Yep. And I bind off. I weave in my ends. 
and I was like, are you cold? And he was like, yeah, a little bit. And I was like, here you go. Here's a sweater. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> he was like, you were knitting that the whole time I was sitting here? Wow. I was like, yes. Yes, I was. Um, and it's like, he wears it with his pajamas. It's like a, it's, it doesn't look. It's a sweatshirt. It also, the sleeves are too short because it's really hard to gauge on the machine. Yeah. How to, like, how long to make things. Yeah. So it's a little dorky when he's wearing it because the sleeves are too short. Um, but every stitch with love. Yeah. Uh, so I made a little, well, it's not a little, a full sweater for James. Um, but that was fun and quick and somewhat easy. Relatively successful because sometimes I just fight with the machine. Yeah. Um, this w- I didn't have to fight with it. I didn't get mad at it. You that's, know, sometimes just awesome. everything falls off and you're like, yeah. well, I'm going to throw everything in the garbage yep. now. Um, I made two. Strangely, never the machine, though. <laughs> No, because I might need it again. No, I know. <laughs> um, I made two gifts for my friends here that I'll talk about on our uh, Patreon episode. So if you want to know what I made. Um, and then I mentioned earlier that I had COVID last week. And we take the week off between Christmas and New Year's here at the studio. But I still had to work at my second job at the fabric store that week. Um Except I didn't because I couldn't leave my house. So I had a whole week where I didn't have anything to do, um, which is, you know, not really a problem when you're a knitter or crocheter or sewer because there's always things to do. Yep. I I am not as introverted as everybody else. So I do enjoy a little social interaction. <laughs> I do enjoy leaving my house every once in a while. So I was a little stir crazy by the end of the week. I was really excited that I tested negative yeah. so I could go out of my house. Um, and there was a, about a day and a half that like really kicked my butt and I felt absolutely terrible. But other than that, I had about six or seven days where I had lots of time. So I did a lot of sewing, nice. which I was glad that I, I had packed up my sewing stuff from home and brought it. I think when I went on my trip to independence, I brought it with me. And then for whatever reason I left it at the studio. So my sewing machine wasn't at home. It was here. And the day after Christmas, I was in town for something else and I was like, oh, I'll take my sewing machine home, which I was glad I did because then the next day I had COVID and I was stuck at home. So I made a bunch of just stuff, Um, mostly, well, I think they were all bags. Um, I had bought a couple of cute Japanese prints, just fat eighths from Super Buzzy one day that I was just digging around the fat eighth bin and I was like, oh, this is a cute fabric and it's just a small little piece. Mm -hmm. But I had enough to make um, some little bags. So this is the Devon pouch from Oh, that's uh, Svetlana Sotak is mm-hmm. the designer. He's got these little yellow background with these cute little deers and like cupcakes and ice cream cones. Oh dear. Um, he's very cute. Um, so I made that. It's like a little double zipper pouch. Um, with like the lining. <laughs> yeah, with some pink or uh, purple polka dots. Um, and then I made... This is a different fat eight. These cute little doggies. Oh. These like little dogs with little like ukuleles or guitars in like a field of tulips. Like the Japanese prints are so cute. Like that's the cutest fabric I've ever seen. You want to go live in that world. This is the boxy tool pouch pattern by Svetlana Sotek as well. Nice. Um, and then I made another one of those with these little monkeys wearing these little boxers. <laughs> They're boxing. So they're like monkeys. little bo- monkeys wearing these little blue polka dot shorts. I think With he's bananas. on his way to the bathroom, to the bathroom, to the kitchen to make banana bread because those bananas are brown. Yes, with brown bananas. <laughs> um, but that was another one of those fat eights that I was like, well, I'm going to take that home with me. That's so cute. So but these- it's good. 
what good patterns to use for these. Yes. You just need a touch. Yeah, you just need a little bit. This one was pushing it with the amount of fabric you needed because there's like an extra piece for the pocket and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so the Devon pouch was pushing it with the fat eighth, but the boxy tool pouch, which is the pattern that I made for the other two, are both designed for the medium size to use a fat eighth. So nice. um, those were fun. This is my current pencil pen pouch. What's your favorite mm -hmm. pen in there? The tool tool is that is that oh, a one I, like I like those. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is the yeah. medium yeah. needlepoint, not yeah. the regular ones, the needlepoint ones. Yes. Um, those gel rollers are so smooth. Yes. That like, see that's better. Those are better than Uniball. <laughs> well, we'll yeah. find out when I go home and I get my Amazon package and see what it is. I also I, have a friction uh... pen in here, and this is my favorite pencil. Oh, it's so cute. This is in the child section, and it is a <laughs> um, mechanical pencil that it I got looks at like Target. A real it is the size lead is 1.3. Wow. So like oh. look at how thick the lead is. That is it's huge. That is, but it's well, it's like a sharpened pencil. Though. Yeah. It's not it's not that crazy. The um <laughs> Oh, it's a triangle. Yeah, it's rip. like for kids to learn how to hold their pencil right, yeah. but it's just a nice comfy pencil yeah, to it's use. A cute pencil. Um so he lives in there too. Um so I made those pouches and then I made a bunch of patterns from Center Street quilts, which is my other favorite mm -hmm. pattern. So I made a Hollander bag. Is that Holland. Yeah. Okay. Holland, Holland pouch. Um, I made a bunch of these to sell at the boutique, and I've made dozens of these that at this point. So cute! It's all quilted. Yeah, it's a quilted pattern, so you quilt it anyway. But I uh. had this fat quarter of like this kind of hexy print that was like a vintage, like thirties, forties kind of print. I picked this up, this one random fat quarter at Creation Station. Is that the one, mm -hmm. Gulton? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and I just had one fat quarter of it, and I, so I turned it into a little pouch. And yeah, I quilted the heck out of this one with these cute little triangles. My um, husband made me sad because we were coming back from our New Year's trip and got off the freeway to get gas there. And I'm like, it's not ten o'clock at night. No, it's but it's right, right there. there. <laughs> um, I think I just made one Holland pouch, but I made three. Hemingway pouches. Oh, I don't know the Hemingway pouch. <laughs> the, you know, when I had COVID. Oh, yeah. When I had COVID, I did not have this energy. I well, made I was one a, a day. Dumbass and I worked remotely. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was dumb. If I have the Rona again, I'm I, taking oh, wait, sick That days. Hemingway pouch looks <laughs> yeah. cool. So this is the one I made that fits my iPad. I did see you take your iPad out of that. I was like, what is the thing? Yes. It's a very cool <laughs> pattern and it's got like a like diagonal zipper. And the way that she does that is so tricky and smart. So go to her Instagram page because she's got videos for all of these and it, you'll get spoiled on how it works. But the first one is like a tealy blue with the little pink hearts. It's Adorable. the same fabric I, thought, I yeah, used like, I think it looked in like Anne's uh, Christmas present that I made her. And um, then I made one with this. That butterfly fabric is very cool. Isn't it cute? This is a Ruby Star. I think Flowerland is the collection. I originally made this one for my ipad but it was too big i lengthened the pattern because i didn't think it was going to be big enough and then it was like too long so i made the medium in the pattern which is what it it fits perfectly book pouch yes it would be perfect for a book yeah. um i think that's the idea mm -hmm. and then this is the small size and i made this one first because i had scraps of fabric um from a different project i like how they go together yeah this is scraps from this bag which i've shown oh, before yeah. That's the sunny side up pouch. Mm -hmm. These are all center street quilts patterns. Um, and then the one I made this week of that one 
is my dice bag. Um, <laughs> I hear uh, dice in there. That's a lot of dice. <laughs> I, this is like the perfect dice bag um, because you unzip it and it lays out in a little tray and you have access to all, like I'll unzip it here and hopefully they don't all spill all over the floor. But then you have access to all of your dice in one lovely little spot and you can spread them out. Look at those beautiful dice. I want this one. I know, right? And then when it's time to go home, you just zip it back up and it's like all ready to go. But I like uh, that you can like spread them out and see everything. This D20 is gorgeous. Thank you. I hate it because it never rolls well. So it, I keep just it for, for vibes. At, yeah. So it's like clear resin with iridescent something in there. Maybe plastic. Who knows? Yeah. Like and mylar or something. Gold, uh, gold numbering. Yep. It's beautiful. So Good when advice. it's uh, time for going home, you just zip it up and then they all live in their little pouch and it's great for that. So well, Mirabella, um, she bought it for herself and for her brother's uh, stocking. Um, a 100, a D100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just oh, like for, the round one? Yes. Yeah. It has sides, but it yeah. is essentially yeah. a golf I was going to say, I have lots of D100s, but they're not, not like that. Yeah. Um, but look at this little uh, <laughs> zipper pull. It's, yeah, the lightning bolts. What is so it? Isn't that cute? Oh, yeah. cute. Um, it's a Sally Tomato. Um, they make them. I used their zipper by the yard and they had these cute little zipper. She has a lot of zippers. really cute things. I like her. Did you see recently she had a sale on zippers? It was they, it was like the rainbow iridescent rainbow zipper. But then the backgrounds were, you know, the, the side fabric was different mm. each, on each. I did not see that, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think those are all of the things that I made. That's pretty pretty. Lots of little pouches and zipper yeah. pouches just for fun. Yep. And uh, I like your Holland pouch the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is yeah. Pretty cute, huh? And then the butterfly is second. Yeah, the butterfly is a good one. They're all really cute though. Thank you. Um, I had to get really creative because I had fabric at home, but like a lot of these things use like interfacing and different yeah. things. Um, foam interfacing. And I think I talked about before the like naked foam interfacing that I bought five yards of. Yeah. And I was like, this stuff sucks. Yep. So I had to get really creative <laughs> on how to use that and in ways that it was easier to do. But yeah. um, I didn't have any other choice because everybody in my house had COVID. So none oh, of us could leave. You were all down. I ran into your mom at the grocery store and she, I said, and I said, how was Katie? She's like, uh, uh. It was not good. No. But then the next day you were feeling better, so. Yeah, it was like one day I felt absolutely terrible. I think I slept like 12 hours overnight, and then I took like a four-hour nap that day. And then the next day I woke up and I was like remarkably feeling a whole lot better. (laughs) And I feel fine now. I'm just like tired all the time. Yeah. That Um, fatigue does take a while to. I remember that from the first time I had it, too. It was just sleepy. Ten months. (sighs) <sighs> like sometime because we had it in january sometime in october it was like all right i'm ready to face the oh, world no. that's, yeah. that's me i'm always like a little chronically tired anyway um, i don't respect sleep the way you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't normally sleep 12 hours usually yeah. i get at least eight yeah. but <laughs> i cannot even imagine that i had kids and i'm I not ne- as good at sleeping as i used to be but i had kids and i never had eight hours after that ever well <laughs> I, there's one thing I'm i can tell you comfortable on six and yeah. kevin has um like if I really need an eight hour nap of sleep, I I could get it mm-hmm. in you know recent history. Um, yeah, I can't make my body get past five and a half. That's well, so, like some people are wired differently. You might just not need it. Yeah, I used to, and I feel like I need it. I just can't turn the squirrels off in my brain. Yeah, 
but yeah it, it depends on the day some days yeah you just sit there and your brain really does never want to stop thinking um it, you know this is a silly thing it almost feels cliche but like I've noticed and taken measures the last year that it is really tied to my caffeine intake. If I mm, mm. like, there's a emotional, I can't go to sleep and yeah. let go of the day. But once I've like decided it's bedtime, if I can't stop it and when I reflect on it, it's, it's caffeine. Yeah. So I've been a lot more conscious. I don't usually do caffeine in the evening. Cause I know you, that yes. that's why it's like, this is almost cliche to like, I say know. That. it could be like as late as five o'clock. Yeah. Five. And I don't go to bed till to like midnight. Yeah. And I still will not be able to drop into sleep until like one thirty. Yeah. I feel like I could go lay down on that couch and go to sleep for a full eight hours, hours right about now. Yeah. And I just finished my coffee. So it's <laughs> it's a lie that I'm trying to make myself stay up with this coffee. But <laughs> oh well. Um, your body wants what your body wants. Exactly. Sometimes the caffeine just doesn't cut it. Nope. Uh, all right. Well, what are we excited about this month? Anybody yeah. have an obsession? Karen? I actually have an obsession. All I almost right, right off the I cut. rarely do, but I've been thinking about this. I've been listening to um a podcast called Mumbai Crime. And every season is a is is a crime. And it's set of course in Mumbai. And it's totally like a radio play. Ooh, I like every chapter there's different voices, there's sound effects, you, you know they have the Foley team with, you know, with stuff happening um there's always a twist it's so good and sometimes like different seasons will have recurring characters mm -hmm. um so you'll touch on the there's the the inspector the woman inspector who gets no respect because she's a woman inspector it with a bunch of male inspectors but also her father was a, a, an inspector before and he died under disgraceful circumstances which may or may not have been he may or may not have been as clean a police officer as she remembers Aww. or or maybe he was and something else happened so i'm not saying <laughs> but i quickly got i worked my way right up to season seven wow nice. <laughs> but so you can get on you can listen to it on spotify on apple wherever you get your podcast so mumbai crime nice. and it is oh, grab my phone but it's still plugged from far away um the little uh it's written by uh aisha menon um and with the voices of nadir khan and john scott dryden i guess that's the team uh, there's a writer director producer um sometimes there's i i love that there's a you know when we think of the the person who does the autopsies and all that this this the woman who does that for this she she does it out of her apartment <laughs> okay. you know and I'm like where's the sentence going because that's pretty like a commonplace thing for me to think about your so. her apartment and then when she's done she just makes dinner in the kitchen it's like uh, uh, it's a different place it's a different it's not america like in her apartment though that's just... I, it it sounds like it's at her apartment because okay. Because one of the characters who um, is not, who's not no longer a police officer. I mean, Mumbai is a metropolitan area. Like it's weird that they wouldn't have. But there's a lot of a smaller departments. They're not sure. <laughs> anyway, well, that's interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, but there's a lot of great voices and acting. Cool. Um, 
yeah nice that's super so good Moonbike sure. crying that's the thing that i cannot stop listening to nice and uh i am finding myself after christmas obsessed with advent calendars hmm. like i've always been interested in advent calendars I don't like decorating for Christmas very much or for any holidays, but I think advent calendars are the most fun. Yeah, they are so, like, very we fun. We always make sure that our kids have their chocolate advent calendars. And then Bella, well, she chose a dumb one this year. <laughs> In the past, it's always been Lego advent calendars. Yeah. And, but Dante's kind of outgrown that. And then so Kevin started letting Mirabella choose whatever. She bought like a fidget puzzle one mm. Yeah, mm. only to find out that it was like basically the same puzzle every day. <laughs> Oh, oh, not as <laughs> like fun. Like, basically solved the same way in different shapes. And there were plastic ones and wood ones. The wood ones are nice, and the plastic ones were kind of janky. Um, but I'm going to cross-stitch a Cute. advent calendar this year. My mother-in-law has one. So I don't know if I shared this thought with you guys yet. My mother-in-law has one. It is a bus- an old Busilla kit. And they're little tiny teddy bears. Mm. And um, they are in their numbered pouches. Mm-hmm. And then it's a pla- – so the teddy bears are cross-stitched on um, Aida cloth. And then the tree is plastic canvas mm-hmm. in, like, a textured stitch, I think. And they, I think there's little buttons. Cute. It's either Velcro or buttons. And then each day you put a bear on the tree. And I love that thing. Yeah, that's very sweet. <laughs> it's, like, not part of my childhood – but it is, you know, a Christmas decoration I've observed for many years now. Uh-huh. And I got thinking, like, can you find that still? Yeah. You can. Ooh, nice. <laughs> and I think I found it for as cheap as, like, an unopened one for, like, $30. Mm-hmm. So I asked Kevin, I'm like, how would your mom find it weird if I, like, bought this kit and made one for our house? Yeah. And he didn't, he's like, no, I think she'd be flattered by your interest yeah, in it. Yeah. Um, like, would it, because she likes, like, I've never asked her to make anything for us because it's not my nature to ask someone else to make for me. But some people would like that. Some mm-hmm. people like being asked. I do not. I do not like being asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, what, what would you, should I buy the kit and see if she wants to make it again? Yeah. No. I mean, no, because I it, wouldn't. Re- yeah. Don't you I want, want to make the, it? I want the calendar. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to make the calendar. Yeah, I don't have just... to make the calendar. I want oh. the calendar. Yeah. So I don't know how she would feel. I mean, I should just talk to her straight up about it because be- we've known each she, other long enough. I could just have a frank she's a crafter, conversation. Right? Mostly. Mostly. Not the way we are, but yes, she is an abs- She knits, she crochets. Cross stitch was her main focus when the kids were growing up. Um, would you, she could if sew. you received it, and it wasn't what you expected. Is is there a certain level of craftsmanship you would like oh, to receive it from? Oh, she's a very good craftsman. Craftswoman, yeah. Oh, well, then it's a win-win. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't think I would like that. But okay, I would but... not like it if someone bought a kit of something I had made in the past and said, would you make this for me? So don't tell her that you've got the kit. Just broach the subject and say, right. what do you think about this? Would this be oh, something you by the way, I just happen to have this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you love it? Here you go. Because <laughs> she mentioned that she Give wants to up. do more cross-stitch this She year. might find it endearing that you right. really want it. I know. I don't know her, I don't but. Know. I don't know. Because, yeah. like, yeah. That reminds me, my cousin... I know I wouldn't like that experience. So no, I'm totally but fine my own point of view. You are busy making a lot of things. Yeah, but I think, I think she might like being asked. 
Yeah, she might. Wait, some people you, like being It's asked. a matter of if you ask her without it in the hands. So there's no pressure no to say yes. No expectation. Because exactly. I would be happy yeah. to make so it she if could... she'd be like, oh, I never want to make that again. Yeah. You're like, yeah. okay, cool. I'll it's do okay it. It's okay to ask as long this as you at, how you ask yeah. gives her the option to say no. I like that. And there yeah. are without certain people any... that like if they ask me, will you make me this thing? It's like, absolutely, yes. I will. Yeah, Dante. Yeah. Little mm-hmm. turn. Because you know. Bespoke little. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There are certain people that you're like, I will happily oh, do yes. that for you. Finally, you asked me for something yes. you want. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. There, there are the hella no people. Yes. But there's a smaller group that, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the fact that they asked me just makes me love them a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is a good point. I think I'm trying to define our level of like kinship friendship. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I'm realizing like I would say hell yeah to Kevin or the kids. Yep. Depending on the annoyance level. Depends on the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but that they're in the inner circle. Yeah. She's in so the So I next think I'm afraid. Ring. I think if Terry asked me to make something, I would probably do it. Depends mm-hmm. on the thing. Yeah. Um, my cousin is a vintage collector and she has this vintage cruel embroidery, pretty big cro- uh, needlepoint project. And it says Merry Christmas. And she puts it up every year. And every year I'm like, I'm going to freaking steal that thing. I want it so bad. But I found you can get the kit for it. Uh, this is the the like, oh, picture of so it. I can't turn cute. my computer around very well. I Hers is slightly that. different that than this. But every year she puts it up. I'm like, I want that thing. Well, I will have to show you guys the... Uh... And it's so cute, and I want it. Okay, well, how much is in the kit? Because sometimes the kits. Can I have be I have lot. thought about buying it, and then I was like, no. Well, this is just the pattern, but I have found the um, uh, kit before on like uh, eBay. I can't remember what it cost, but it's but it, so cute. Look, just for the price of the pattern, <clears throat> you could have it in your back pocket. You have you have That's access. True. To I don't know how to do cruel embroidery, but I could learn. Oh, it's cruel embroidery. It's yeah. not. Now that it's cross stitch, I mean, I'd be all it's over. It's just another stitch. Yeah, I'm. It's not that I can't do it. I just it's a thing to learn. Oh no, did I wait too long? Cruel embroidery. If only you knew someone. I know. <laughs> um, I was thinking also about advent calendars and how advent calendars are fun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I had a. I don't usually get like the chocolate one or whatever because I don't care that much. Right, but it's gross chocolate. <laughs> one of my uh, um. D&D party friends gave us dice advent calendars so each day was a dice (gasps) and I was like I was like a little kid every morning I'm like the first thing I want to do is open my advent calendar and see what I got there's a rule that you have to be like fully dressed oh no I just stumble out in my pajamas well you're the grown up (laughs) but that's the rule at our house because it's very distracting but every day I'm like what I get today it's fun to open a thing I remember being a kid my mom has this like door hanging advent calendar that's Santa Claus and he's got 24 pockets on his little belly and if you know it was like a every third day i'd get something because it would go scott me amy um and sometimes it was like a chapstick and sometimes it was like a pair of socks and every once in a while there'd be a little piece of paper sticking out that said see dad yeah and those were always really good days because it was like the most random thing you could ever think of or like a 50 dollar bill like you Ooh. never knew it was but it was always something exciting and it was it, it just like brings back that memory of being a little kid and being like, oh my god, today's the day. Okay, I misspoke. It is not Busilla, it's Dimensions. Mm. Um, here it is. I would like to see. Oh, that's that's sweet. really fun. Aren't they cute? That's a lot They're of cross so stitch. Uh, well, the tree is plastic canvas. That's true. <laughs> that's not so hard. But it's twenty five little bears. It's very cute. It's very 1990. Oh, it was. It's um, it's um, 
copyrighted 1991. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's the so 90s. Cute. I don't remember those. <laughs> yeah, I gotta buy it now. Oh, eight nine eight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> later. Because I feel like I found one cheaper than that one. Because eight fifty five for shipping. Mm. Still, I mean, I think that's like, like. Those kits are not cheap. Forty dollars for it. Forty, forty-five, forty-nine dollars. It's not. Bad. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, okay, it's my thanks turn. Thanks for walking walking through that yeah. with me, guys. Yes. Yeah. Um. I have a different cross stitch one in mind from a recent um recent cross stitch magazine, but it's this one's the one I'm really focused on. It's very on. cute. <laughs> um. I am excited about a new business. Um, that is not yet open, but it says it's opening in January. Ooh. Have you heard about Smitten? No. Smitten Bookstore? No. Um, it is uh, romance and women's literature and gifts, and it's like only women authors, I think. Ooh. And it's opening on um, on Main Street next to like the refill shop. Oh, how exciting! It's it, and I follow them oh, on Instagram. I it looks they, very cute. I I'm, hope they open Main Street so that I can drive right up to it. It would be nice. <laughs> um, I'm just I very excited. When did you hear that? I actually read something. It, part, it was in the Star about a month ago. A lot of people were protesting. Some, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there's to protest. A lot of, there's if a lot of argument about what If you it, live in Ventura and you do not know that they are going to take away all free parking downtown. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's coming. Like even parking lots and everything? Yeah. They're going to turn it all into paid parking. Cool. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Which everybody's like, don't LA this. But I'm like... Don't San Francisco it. We were just in San Francisco and we felt like it was a great deal to park for $25. Oh, that's such a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, they're just so you know. (laughs) Cool. There's a very cool Instagram account called Ventura Forward. I don't love everything he posts, but he's a generally generally very um, positive um, and he always shows up to do something about the things he wants to see Mm -hmm. change for. So if you're interested in that kind of information, he's usually pretty up to date on it. Um, So Smitten Bookstore, but I'm going to piggyback off what you said. Um, Do you follow History of Ventura on Instagram? Yes, I love that website. So good. That that Instagram. (laughs) Um, It's fascinating to learn all of the things that she's always talking about. Yeah, today she went to Manzanar. I saw that. And the tie-in to locally is that um, all of the heads of households had to report to a center on California Street. Yeah. And I think it was, was it 11 or 13 uh refugees refugees quote unquote refugees from ventura ended up at manzanar or something like that i I did have it on silent (laughs) um but no you should follow history of ventura too yeah it's a fantastic fantastic instagram account very interesting and they're always on location too she's like i'm standing at the corner of this and this and this is where like the first post office of ventura was or whatever yeah um it is a good account to follow um Okay, well, if you want to hear about what we made for each other for Christmas, you could uh, become a patron and uh, join us over on Patreon. And we make awesome stuff for each other, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Make sure you check out our new class schedule because we've got fun stuff up on there. And what else? Uh, Stash Swap. Um, I said I would look up the dates of it, and then I promptly forgot to do that. So give me two seconds while I look that up. Fourteen. They called them evacuees. Evacuees. Also disgusting. Yeah. Um, like they had a choice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So we've got the stash swap coming up. It is going to be 
January 27th and 28th. So if you want to drop any stash that you no longer want or can use off at the studio between now and then, um, we will intake everything you guys donate, sort it. And then on the 27th and 28th, you are welcome to come and quote unquote shop. It's all free, obviously. Um, Pick out whatever you want. Take something home. You're welcome to donate and not come shop. You're welcome to shop and you didn't even have to donate anything. So um, we would just like to see you. And then everything that is left over gets donated to a charity afterwards. So, um, But the more of that stuff you take, the less stuff we have to put in our car to find a charity to bring it to. So that would also be great. Yes. Um, But we will... Talk to you guys next month. And I think that is all of the things I had to say. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.